Party time. What's up? It is Tuesday, which you know what that means. It is Monday's hangover. We'll get to some things that we didn't finish up with yesterday. People were upset about my take on the Barbie movie. Really? Caused, caused quite a stir, did you? I guess. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I try to I try to peddle what I feel, you know? I don't lie to people. I, I try to put the stuff out there that are my convictions and uh, is what it is. I mean... Is the Barbie movie third wave feminism? Yeah, it is. But believe it or not, I'm able to buck up and be tough enough to read through it and still get other messages out of it, which is what I was trying to communicate. Anyway, neither here nor there. Don't go see it. I don't care. (laughs) You know, people just can't take the intellectual content we put out. Yeah. You know, you probably went over people's heads. Bro, listen, even... Though I come in here, it's still summer of Chad. It's July. (laughs) Even though I come in here looking like this, dressed the way that I am, it's still pretty genius, the stuff we put out there. I got to be honest with you. Um, You know, that was some fine analysis from uh, who who put that movie out? Warner Brothers? Yeah, Warner Brothers. So people were saying, they must have dropped a fat check on Prather to give such a, a glowing review. But then, but then I had some people, some conservative influencers, uh, who sent me messages saying, "Hey, that was a fair analysis of the Barbie movie." I can't believe that as a fifty-year-old red-blooded American male, complete, as far as I know, heterosexual, that I'm still spending this much time talking about the Barbie movie. But yet here we are. And then there were others who were a little bit pissed off on my analysis of Jason Aldean, which I thought was fair. I thought that was fair. Um, again, I, my point was, I don't go to Jason Aldean for, you know, my philosophical political guidance. Um, I do admire the stand he's taken. Now, let me just say something I didn't say yesterday. Well, two things, actually, two things I did not mention about Jason Aldean. One, I sort of think Jason wishes his wife would shut up sometimes because she's the outspoken one. Like, she's the one who's stirring up all the controversy with the clothing and the calling out, you know, the transgender and the, and the, and putting the, you know, she's the one when you read the captions of the quotes on the memes, it's quoted by Brittany Aldine. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, sometimes I wish, I think Jason's like, man, I wish Brittany would just be quiet. But I, in all fairness, they're standing up for what they believe in, and you got to give them a pat on the back, a tip of the cap, a pat on the ass for that. I mean, uh, I do appreciate the fact that they took a stand in the winds of very contrary uh, liberal, progressive, whatever culture in which they live and said, no, this is what we believe and we're going to stand by it. So I, I appreciate that. Second thing is a lot of people want to come down hard on Aldine because of the Route 91 Vegas shooting that happened. So if those of you who remember when that happened a few years ago, uh, which again, we, don't, we still don't know what happened. I mean, well, that's a whole other rabbit trail we could chase uh, when you start looking at... Um, you know, these nefarious things that our governmental tyrants here in the, in the, quote, United States are putting out there. Still don't know any of the details of what truly happened at the Vegas shooting. But Jason Aldean was on the stage when the shooting happened. And afterwards, he said, you know, something to the tune of maybe we have too many guns in this country. Um, and a lot of people jumped his ass for that. And, and again, that's not the philosophy that I take, as you know. Um, I am a, a wholehearted Second Amendment shall not be infringed, tattooed on my ass kind of guy. 
But you can't really judge somebody until you've been shot at. <laughs> when the bullets are hitting down around you, um, you, you, you're going to do a lot of things that you might not do when you're sitting in the confines of an air-conditioned safe space studio like I am. Uh, I, you know, I don't always shit my pants, but in that situation, I may indeed shit my pants. A lot of people call Jason Aldean a coward because rather than using the microphone to warn everybody that a shooting was happening, I mean, you know, they're raining down, the guy's raining down bullets from, um, you know, Mandalay Bay or wherever it was. There was yeah, a Mandalay, it was, it wasn't was it? Mandalay Bay. Yeah. And and you're supposed to have the wherewithal in the microphone to go, hey, everybody take cover. Um, he ran off the stage, which most people would do. Um, and it's a tragedy. I mean, it was a tragedy. And I had friends who were there. I had friends who were on stage. I had friends who had just, uh, my buddy Josh Abbott, the Josh Abbott band, they had just performed. His guitar player, and I talked about back when I was with another podcasting group, I had Josh Abbott on the show, and um, we talked about his guitar player because his guitar player at the time came out and said, yeah, we got to do something about this whole Second Amendment thing. Well, he also came back later on and said, all right, heat of the moment. I said some things with the bullets raining down. Um, it, it scared me, and I said some things. So all that to say, don't start judging too many people until you walk in their shoes. I'm willing to have a little mercy there, a little bit of grace. Speaking of shitting your pants, um, I have a friend who has a friend. I, let me just say this. Okay, I got a connection in the Secret Service who has informed me two weeks ago, and I haven't brought this up because I don't want to out anybody in regards to. But anyway, they have started carrying diapers <laughs> because allegedly the last big fall Joe Biden shit his pants, allegedly. <laughs> now, I, it comes from a reasonably good source. Who would know? So uh, if anyone wants to pop off and say, you know, Blaze TV's Chad Prather accuses the president of shitting his pants when he fell down last time, I'm a comedian. This is a comedy show. All the asterisks, all the disclaimers, all the footnotes to say, allegedly shit his pants and an unnamed source in the secret service has declared they are now carrying diapers <laughs> i think i think we got to yeah. come out with a chad's pads version of depends for the president <laughs> depends for all the uh the octogenarians we have running this country into the ground bro i'm telling you it, it, it's amazing it's amazing that we let this happen. Is it is it an impeachable offense if the president is known to be shitting himself? <laughs> it, it, well, you know, you would think incontinence could be drawn up <laughs> in the articles of impeachment. And, you know, if you have a loose sphincter. I mean, first of all, the fact that you can't stand up, you know, it, that should be a reason enough to say, OK, this guy shouldn't have the nuclear football. He can't stand up. Um, he's being taken out by sandbags. Uh, the fact that the fact that Joe Biden, and we'll get into this a little bit more, but because Kevin McCarthy's now brought some something with a little teeth to it, I don't know they're going to do anything on this impeachment thing, but they tend to not. Um, 
the, the fact that Hunter Biden is is considered the piece of garbage in the family when his dad is such a glaring example of this whole thing. Uh, I don't, I, you know, when you start looking, I, and, and again, we talked about this yesterday, the people who say, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? Look, guys, look, guys, what evidence do you want at this point? Because, you know, um, you know, Kevin McCarthy, he says that the investigations into Biden and his family's business dealings are, quote, rising to the level of impeachment inquiry. I think they're there, Kevin. I think they're there. Um, the IRS whistleblowers, which I mean, by the way, did you guys watch any of that testimony of the IRS whistleblowers? The guy says, listen, I'm not only a Democrat, but I'm married to another man. Um, boy, that took the wind out of some people's sails right there. Yeah, we really he really pulled the double minority on him. <laughs> yeah, I Can't mean, cr- go ahead and check the big boxes, yeah. bro. <laughs> you know, and um, I mean, that guy just basically said I had gay sex with a Democrat last night. Um, and then went off and testified and said, yeah, this is my conscience. Um, that's an awesome caveat, by the way. What a 2023 caveat. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm not a Republican testifying. I'm a homosexual Democrat. I'm a homosexual Democrat. Uh, but again, you know, Biden said he never talked about his son's business and he did. I mean, he did. Uh, The the evidence is there that he did. And, And again, is there anybody out there truly that doubts it, that he was peddling influence? I don't know if you guys, I, I think that people out there are naive when they think, I'll tell you this, let me put it this way. I had people, when I ran for governor, I had people who said, Chad, you know, if you ever won that, you'd be set for life. You'd be set for life. You'd never have to worry about anything. Um, and basically, I think that's true. I mean, it's, it's almost like being the quarterback for a major university. Um, I think those guys graduate and I think their jobs are pretty much set for the rest of their life. You know, I, these, you know, let's say somebody is a, is a football player for the university of Georgia and he graduates, maybe he plays a little pro ball or whatever. Maybe he doesn't, they're set for the rest of their life. I mean, somebody, there's going to be some, you know, and I think that's the way it is with these politicians. I mean, somebody out there is taking care of them. How in the hell can a congressman, a Senator, whoever make $175,000 a year, and then come out of office with tens upon tens upon tens of millions of dollars. I mean, really? Where is that coming from? They peddle their influence. They peddle their power. That's exactly where it comes from. And you can try to justify it all you want. And hey, if they're so squeaky damn clean, then release their tax returns every single year that they're in office. Let's see a full disclosure of their financial statements. Every single bit of it. Because, because, you know, people were telling me, you know, again, when I was running for governor, I think the governor of Texas, I think his salary is like $150,000 a year. And just full disclosure, that's a pay cut for me. That's a pay cut. I'm, I'm a very blessed. I have nine businesses. I, I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed. I, I work very, very hard. And that would be a pay cut for me. And we were making a joke about that because people were like, oh, you're just going after, you know, wealth. And all. I was like, no, that's actually a pay cut. To, to be the governor of Texas. And they were like, yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, but. But again, I wasn't doing it for the money. I, in fact, I had a very prominent person in Texas politics that voted for I had a couple of them, actually. If I said their names, it would shock you. And they called me on election night. And they said, we voted for you, and we believe you were the only person out there running for the right reason. Believe that if you want. I believe I was. 
I have a clean conscience when it comes to that. Um, but um, yeah, these these politicians that stay there, they're 90 years old, 80 years old. I mean, we have we're being ruled by geriatrics. I'm going to tell you what's happening. This is my analogy. OK, I was thinking about this when I was traveling this past week. Think about like the NFL. The NFL has the head coaches and, and stuff like that. Right. The head coaches aren't the they're, they're not the team. Right. We, we tend to think that these head coaches like our politicians, you know, those are our senators. They're, we think the head coaches are the ones in charge. They're not in charge. It's the front office. It's the owners. It's the league. They're the cabal. They're the elite. They're the ones who truly I mean, who what's his name? That's the that's the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. You think he's running the show? He ain't running the show. Jerry Jones and his family are running the show. They're the cabal. They're the elites. That's what's happening in Washington, D.C. We got these puppets in office. They're the head coaches. And we say, yeah, they're the ones that are in control. No, 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 no. The power players that are out there, they're the ones who are doing it. There's the front office people. They're the real executives. They're the ones that control the purse strings and everything else. And they prop these people up there to get what they want done. And then the little bureaucrats out there, they're the football players. They're, they're the people out there that are actually playing the political game these bureaucrats who aren't elected they're just hired and selected by the head coaches and the front office people and the bureaucrats are out there running the plays um and and you and i we're just sitting in the stands watching the damn thing and forking over our money for exorbitant ticket prices. That's our taxes we pay. And we really have no say in how the game gets played, the length of the game, the calls that are made. We, we can bitch about it all we want, but at the end of the day, we're so far removed from Jerry Jones. We don't have anything to do. We just sit in the stands and bitch at each other. You know, you happen to be wearing a, a, a blue jersey. I happen to be wearing a red jersey. And, I, and I'm pulling for my guys out there and my team. And at the end of the day, my team doesn't give a shit if I live or die as long as the ticket prices are still getting paid. And I'm buying the souvenirs and paying for exorbitant drinks in the stands. Does that make sense? That's where we're living. I can even add one more. If you go back to the, the 70s, 80s, 90s, when if you got hurt, they took you to the locker room, shot you up with some shit to make you not feel anything, and they're like, yeah, go back out there and play. Put them right back out there. Now all those dudes are brain dead and can't walk. Yeah, that's exactly that's. But fact. they sold tickets. Fact. And I know a lot of those guys, too. <laughs> so, so again, it's fodder. They're just chewing, they're, you know, the bureaucracy out there is just chewing it up. And we're just sitting in the stands, like, you know, watching a Gladiator movie. And uh, every now and then they entice us with some big play or some trickery or we get to see a, a cheerleader dancing around on the sidelines, you know, and that we're like, oh, we keep coming to the games. All right, guys, right now the world's changing in a lot of uncomfortable ways. I just described a very uncomfortable scenario to you just now when you talk about the political game. But uh, look at the natural disasters. Look at the political and the economic disasters that are out there. Are you prepared if anything happens, like in a moment's notice, I mean, suddenly, boom, there's a power grid down or whatever, or there's a supply chain shortage and you have no warning and it's you're not, you know, the rock isn't going to come save you. Uh, 
the smartest thing you can do right now is invest in your emergency food supply. I want you to go over to preparewithchad.com. Some of you have been putting this off. Don't put it off anymore. Scrape together the money if you need to, but this is important. You go over to My Patriot Supply. They've got a deep discount going on right now. Their three-month emergency food kit, which you need one for every member of your family. They're going to give you 25% savings, all right? That's a good deal. It's a big discount, one of the biggest they offer, and it doesn't come along every day, and it's not going to last forever. So 25% is the discount on a three-month kit that you need and uh, every person in your family needs it. I promise you, you will not regret having it. It will give you some peace of mind. Go to preparewithchad.com. The savings are built in at that website, 25%. Go before the sale is over. Preparewithchad.com. We'll be right back. All right, so uh, we found out this morning that LeBron James' son, Bronny James, who is at USC, right? He's playing basketball, and he, he's in stable condition, but he did have cardiac arrest. He's out of ICU, so thankful for that. Um, there are a couple of people who made a couple of jokes about it, and I said, yeah, let's keep it classy. This, I mean, LeBron James is a douche, I understand. But you don't want anything bad happening to people, especially their kids. And um, But that said, I mean, when, when I say that an 18-year-old – I mean, you got you to gotta figure Bronny James, which is LeBron's son's name, Bronny. Uh, you got to figure he's a genetic specimen. I mean, his dad's one of the greatest athletes of all time, right? And you got to figure that fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. Uh, they, don't, they don't just let people go play um, basketball uh, as a freshman at USC. Um, he's ranked 20th in the 2023 ESPN 100 rankings. Uh, sixth-rated point guard in the class of 2023. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty solid. I mean, would you consider at 18 his father was already headed into the NBA? He skipped the whole college thing. So it's a healthy kid. So immediately, where does your mind go? Oh, oh, oh. Those people that get pushing for, whoa, what was it? Oh, the vaccine. Um, we're going to see more and more eyes are going to be open to this thing because of the medical tyranny that was pushed on us these number of years. And I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. This sounds mean to say, but we're going to see some tragic things that are going to happen in the days ahead and the years to come. You get mad at me. You could throw, again, throw water on the fire alarm when the fire's over there. But, yeah, we have tried to warn the masses of people. You can call us alarmists. You can call us misinformationists, malinformation. That's what Robert Kennedy said they're accusing him of. They're banning Robert Kitt, Robert RFK Jr. They're, they're banning him because when he testified last week, he said it was because of malinformation. So they're accusing him of putting information out there that's actually bad for people. You know, it could harm them. There is a documentary, a docu-series coming out. It starts tomorrow on the 26th. It's called Remedy. Uh, my friends Ty and Charlene Bollinger. Ty Bollinger, uh, he put a lot of stuff out fighting against the treatment of cancer. They've banned him everywhere. Uh, in fact, he's he's like on a list of the most banned people in America. Uh, the Biden administration has him on a major list. And uh, and but I'll tell you what, if I ever got cancer, I'm calling my buddy Ty Bollinger 
and saying, hey, well, they have a new docuseries comes out. It features Peter McCullough. It feature, features RFK Jr. and a number of others. It's called uh, Remedy, and it's talking about the vaccines. It's talking about all this stuff. It comes out tomorrow. There's a website. If you follow me on social media, particularly Facebook or on, t- on Twitter, the link is there. They've got a special website that you'll be able to go to and watch the docuseries. And um, they're busy right now. We'll get Ty on the show at some point to talk about this thing. But you're going to see some tragic things. Uh, in the days ahead god forbid listen i don't care you know i love it when people you know they come at me on twitter and they say well chad he's vaccinated no i'm not i'm absolutely not vaccinated i just i it just strikes me wrong at the idea that universally everybody in the country was suddenly supposed to take some experimental drug and put a chemical in their body when medical treatments are not uniform for everybody across the board but that's what they ask everybody to do sorry i got a little more common sense than that and i know a lot of people they felt pressured they felt coerced into it they felt like they couldn't go visit you know grandma at the the nursing home or whatever so they got the whatever your reason was i'm not judging you for doing that i'm not judging you for doing that but see see, the problem is the world judged me the world pushed me the world pressured me and i continue to stand up and speak out and say you guys need to be careful with this and it's it's one thing to get vaccinated but then you know however many boosters later and you're pumping yourself full of these damn chemicals and i i hope this isn't what happened but i got a feeling and you do too that when a perfectly healthy 18 year old collapses of a cardiac arrest uh, I mean, you got a clip there, uh, boys. You got um, – here's a soccer analyst. Uh, this is live TV on ESPN. Play 16. Summer, he's been left behind. He's on the naughty step through PSG. He's not gone on a tour of Japan. What have you been saying? Jack! Jack! We need some help. We need Okay. We're seeing these things, right? I mean, we see this stuff more and more. It's, you know, it's starting. I don't know exactly who it's going to take. I thought Jamie Foxx was going to be the one that really did it. And I think that did a little bit. I I think this one will slowly start breaking that too. But I'm not sure. Yeah. One, I'm not sure who it's going to take for the rest of the world to be like, hey, maybe we should look into this. But I'm also not sure any of these people are going to be willing to admit it. That's the problem. Yeah. See, they're, they've been so hoodwinked, and their pride will never let them admit it. They're, they're pride. I mean, that's why you look at what's happening with a guy like Ice Cube. Yep. Right? Ice Cube says, listen, man, I'm turning down millions of dollars on these deals because I wasn't willing to go and get this crap pumped into me. And, and what are they doing? I mean, this is Ice Cube. Ice Cube's A-lister, dude. And, and he speaks out against it, and they're like, no, nah, sorry, brother. You're going against the club, man. And... Uh, yeah, it's bad stuff. And then you got the Jamie Foxx thing, which, okay, we can speculate, is it Jamie Foxx? Uh, I mean, how did his ears change? How did his jawline change? How did his eyes change? And for crying out loud, how did he become light-skinned? Right? You and I were talking about this yesterday. Black, like, white people, if you don't go outside, you're going to get lighter. (laughs) With black folk, that's not exactly how the melanin works. No. Yeah, so unless he got, like, Michael Jackson's uh, Vitiligo because of whatever happened. But, yeah, it looks significantly different. And remember, his new movie, They Clone Tyrone, just came out. Yeah. 
like a couple of years ago, you know, Carrie Underwood, God bless her, Carrie Underwood, <laughs> she went under the knife, had a little work done, and I think they, you know, and she kind of stayed hidden for a while. She was like, well, I, 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 I'm coming out looking a little different than whatever. Um, and apparently she didn't, whatever. She got some work done. And I kept thinking, maybe Jamie's in there getting some work done. But no, 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 no. You don't put a movie on hold. You don't put a major motion picture on hold with an A-lister like Jamie Foxx and say, oh, he's going to get some work done. And he's getting some lightning treatments. Uh, no. No. Uh, play clip uh, 14, please. First of all, I want to say thank you to everybody that's prayed, man, and sent me messages. I cannot even begin to tell you um, how, how far it took me and how, how it brought me back. Um, uh, I went through something that I, I thought I would never ever go through. Uh, and I know a lot of people were waiting, you know, or wanting to hear updates, but to be honest with you, I just didn't want you to see me like that, man. You know, I want you to see me laughing, having a good time, partying. Cracking a joke, doing a movie, television show. I didn't want you to see me with uh, with tubes uh, running out of me and and trying to figure out uh, if if I was gonna make it through. And to be honest with you, my uh, my sister Deidre Dixon, my daughter Corinne Marie, saved my life. So uh, to them, to God. To a lot of great medical people, uh, I'm able to leave you this uh, video. I cannot tell you how great it feels to have your family kick in in such a way. And, and y'all know they kept it airtight. They didn't let nothing out. They protected me. And that's what I hope that everyone could have in moments like these. Uh, now, you know, by being quiet, sometimes things, you know, get out of hand. People saying what I got. Some people said I was... I was blind, but as you can see, uh, <laughs> as you can see, the eyes are working. The eyes are working just fine. Uh, I said I was paralyzed. I'm not paralyzed. Uh, but I did go through. I went to hell and back. And my road to recovery uh, had some potholes as well. But um, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm coming back. You know, and, and again, before we go any further, yes, I do believe that's Jamie Foxx. Uh, it's fun to talk about, though. It's fun to talk about. Uh, yeah, I, I, again, what happened when they interviewed DeMar Hamlin after his collapse on the football field is, you know, and he, he says, well, I don't want to talk about that when he's sitting out with Michael Strahan. I don't want to talk about that. Why don't they ever want to talk about this? Why don't they ever speculate? Oh, well, I mean, we still, we watched him talk for three minutes right there. We still don't know what happened. No, and it sure sounded like he thought he was going to die. Right. Yeah. So when that happens, again, what do I always tell you? The conspiracy theories come in when there's gaps. Well, shit, tell us. <laughs> now, you don't have, again, you don't have to tell us, but because, I mean, that's your private information. That's your private health. I, I get all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I have people all the time who, well, I had somebody just this week who said, well, I don't understand why Jason Aldean gets on the stage and doesn't just say, okay, um, you know, I didn't mean for it to be racist. I apologize. Or whatever. Not apologize, but you know what I'm saying. Just explain himself. Well, I say, well, he doesn't have to explain himself. There's nothing to explain. So I get it. 
when the medical community, I could say the same thing about this stuff with the vaccine. Why don't people come out there and say, hey, maybe it was something along those lines, but they're not going to say it. Again, we leave all these blanks. And of course, there's no such thing as a vacuum. So we rush in to fill it with our ideas. Um, but I, it just makes me concerned because so many people have just been bamboozled by this thing. They've just been bamboozled. And when we come back, I'm going to take a break. When we come back, kind of makes you wonder why uh, Barack Obama's personal chef fell off a paddleboard and drowned. Oh, yeah. We got to get into that. Well, they're about to do a toxicology report on him. <laughs> and we'll find out. So we'll get into that here in a second. All right. Uh, hey, guys, you got to clean your guns and uh, wait, go buy a bunch of guns, first of all. Uh, I got to go buy Texas Gun Experience right now, fill out some more forms because I got some uh, suppressors coming in. Uh, yeah, you, you know, you got to clean your guns. And when you got a lot of guns, it's, it can be a pretty big job. And I like to find an efficient way to clean my guns. That's why I love using Barrel Buddy. Barrel Buddy is a really cool new solution. Now, Barrel Buddy, it will fill the interior of your gun's barrel when you push it through with the rod, and it'll clean the rifling grooves as well. It's got different sizes. It'll match any caliber firearm, and it's composed of polymers that won't leave behind the residual particles. So it's an amazing, it's an amazingly safe concept. So... It'll scrub, it'll collect the particulates, absorbs residue, buffs the interior surface clean, lubricates the firearm while you're cleaning it. And uh, again, it's an important step of being a responsible gun owner to have a clean gun. So it's a uh, try barrel buddy. I think you're going to like them. If you want to take care of your firearms and you want to protect your investment and uh, make sure that they are ready at any time, go to BarrelBuddy.com. That's BarrelBuddy.com. We'll be right back. So the president, the former president's uh, personal chef, he was a White House sous chef. And then apparently the Obamas hired him as well, Tafari Campbell. What the Obamas did pretty good for themselves, didn't they? You know, they cleaned up. They cleaned up nice. Another one of those politicians who surprisingly yeah. has a huge bank account. Well, what is it Bernie Sanders said? you got to write a book. <laughs> you got to write a book. If you write a book, you'll be rich like me. Um, but he was apparently paddle boarding. And um, this was, uh, what, Sunday? Something like, yeah, it was Sunday. It was in the evening, 7.40 p.m. The people who saw him, they said he was dressed in all black. It could have been a, you know, a wetsuit or whatever. I don't know. But, and he was wearing a, wearing a life preserver, which is unusual. Uh, claims are that he's a good swimmer. And, uh, but he fell off his paddleboard, and he was missing for like a day. I think they found him. And I think they found him after a day, and he had drowned. So that's a sad deal. Of course, everybody's immediately speculating, oh, the Obamas, oh, was Hillary Clinton there? Hmm, yeah. The Obamas had him. He knew too much. He saw Big Mike in the kitchen. <laughs> um, I'm thinking that if I am a former president and I need to get rid of someone, it's not going to be right outside the house, right? I'm not going to drown them in the, in the uh, great pond right there by my $12 million estate. But who knows? Um, so they're going to do a toxicology report to find out, which, again, we're curious to see what happened. Um, I, I mean, you wonder on something like that, will they ever let you know the cause of death? Will they test for vaccines? Will they maybe had a cardiac arrest? We don't know. Maybe we don't know. Um, fell off and you know you have a cardiac arrest you fall off you you could possibly drown even if you're wearing a life preserver i don't know the, the mind goes crazy 
it is it is a real it's very eerily a Ted Kennedy situation. Yeah. 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 My my now my big conspiracy theory is they say it was his cocaine at the White House. <laughs> Cause he's gone. He can't deny it. We can't fight back at this That toxicology point. report will come back suspiciously testing positive for Was he at the 4th of July celebration? <laughs> sad, sad. Um, and um, I don't know. I, you know, you, you, you want to live in a world that, God, doesn't have this kind of stuff going on, but it does. And um, Corinne Jean-Pierre, though, she confirmed. I mean, Joe Biden is coming after your appliances. So it was the, uh, he wants your car, he wants your uh, gas stove, and now it's your hot water heaters. Uh, play clip number one. On appliances, um, so from this administration, we've seen them go after gas stoves, air conditioning units with regulation, refrigerators, washing machines, dishwashers, now water heaters. How many more home appliances will Americans eventually <laughs> have to replace then because of regulation? So just to be clear, when it comes to water heaters, and uh, it is a... Uh, uh, it is, uh, it is proposed, what has been put forward. Uh, and if it, it is enacted, it would not take it into effect until 2029. Well, uh, there you go. 2029. How nice. We have uh, five more years before it's cold showers, everyone. <laughs> uh, the appliances Joe needs to be going after are things like pacemakers <laughs> and wheelchairs um, and stair lifts for Air Force One. Because he can't navigate the 26 steps. he got to take the 14 to the lower body of the 747. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're coming after your water heaters. Uh, th- this is silly at this point. I mean, again, what are they doing? I mean, it's all one big distraction, right? And, like, Eric Adams, well, New York is now banning, like, plastic wear and stuff. Like, if you get... Um, if you go, if you eat at a restaurant, like you get DoorDash and they send you the little plastic knife, the plastic fork, they're going to start, ba- they're banning that. Are Again, they're going to give us plastic knives and forks too, like those godforsaken uh, paper straws. Yeah, I mean? they're horrible. I, which is fascinating to me that they, you go to California, they give you a paper straw and it's wrapped in plastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing to me. Oh, the in and out I, I went to my, my frequent spot. They, they wouldn't give out the paper straws because everybody hated them so much they got tired of the complaints. Yeah, and you got to give kudos to, to, uh, to In-N-Out making it a company policy where they've banned masks. Yep. Now, a lot of people push back on that. I ate at In-N-Out yesterday, as a matter of fact. A lot of people uh, uh, they push back on that. They said, oh, well, you were against mask mandates. No, you're for mandating no masks. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Call me a hypocrite, but I get what I want. Um well, no, you're, you're advocating for normalcy. Yeah, I'm advocating yeah. for normalcy. <laughs> I don't, I don't want somebody this, you know. <laughs> again, I so stupid, man, so dumb. Did you see? Did you see that? Oh, God, I don't want to get into that. Um, I, I, you know, I was on um, OAN yesterday with uh, Jim Nels and Kara uh, McKinney. She has me on her show from time to time, and Jim was filling in for. Jim was a guest on this show recently. And um, we were we were talking about this stuff, you know. It, it really, is that what's going to save New York? Is banning plastic spoons and forks and knives? I mean, that's that's really the problem in New York City: rampant crime, uh, ridiculous homelessness, uh, poverty, uh, and and just the huge discrepancy between the haves and the have-nots. But by God, we're going to get rid of the plastic forks. 
Um, the, 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 the stupidity that is being paraded around in our world these days is such a far reach that I don't even know what to do with it anymore. Like, did you see, you keep seeing these people, especially in Europe, who go and they throw stuff on art, right? They throw the paint on the art or they glue themselves to the concrete or the asphalt. Like there was the one, there's the people who did it that they, they glued themselves to the asphalt on a runway and now they got to get their hands cut off. I think there was actually more than one group that did that. Yeah. And they can't get it off of them, so they have to amputate their hands. Yep. Now, I can count on one hand how many times a ploy like that has worked. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> they can't count on that many hands. Um, but I'm like, and these, and these activists that are sitting in the road to block traffic like you got to be doing that crap in Europe cuz there's no way like that that wouldn't happen try that in a small town <laughs> dude was that a dog no it was a, it was the uh, climate activist um <laughs> yeah uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the brush guards on the front of our pickup trucks. Um, we we won't even know you were there. You just turn the windshield wipers off and wipe them off the, the Dude, front of the car. I, I was coming out of the Houston airport the other... I, I'd parked um, out in economy, uh, the car, economy parking lot. And my truck is pretty tall. It's pretty big. It's got a pretty big brush guard. If, those of you who have seen it, it's a road armor brush guard on the front. It's a monstrosity that they stuck on there. And... Um, this guy, this attendant, you know, you go and you pay for the thing and the little bar goes up and you drive out. And one of the attendants, this little guy, uh, as I, the bar goes up, I immediately, I'm kind of looking at the machine and I turn to, to drive forward. You know, you take your foot off the gas, it's in drive, it starts to roll forward. And there's this guy in his little orange coat and he's right in front of my truck. Like literally right in front of my truck. If it had rolled six more inches, it would have bumped him. And uh, I stopped, and I, I slammed on the brakes real quick. And uh, I was like, dude, what are you – like, my bad. I'm like, I didn't see you there. Like, I, I literally saw the top of the white hair just go in front of my truck. I can't imagine these people, it, say, come into Texas, and they're going to sit in the road and just be like, uh, we would never even see you. <laughs> we, we're not even going to see you. Did you see the clip the other day of the lady who's trying to take her kid to the hospital? And he's – climate activists these morons are sitting in the street and i love the videos where the dudes get out and just grab them by the hair and drag them and toss them over on the sidewalk and then they come back no what you got to do is you drag them over to the curb and then you curb stomp them <laughs> yeah you just break something you know you're probably saving their life you're telling me i'm being mean no but that's much a much more compassionate way to be um and then and then they can take relief factor. Uh, everybody deals with pain from time to time. Uh, you've got it. I've got it. It's a guarantee you're going to have it, right? Uh, don't just sustain it and deal with it, but do something about it. Do something about it. And uh, I recommend you give a shot to relief factor. It helps me. I love it. Um, 
the pain that you have is usually the inflammation that's in your joints. The older we get, the worse that gets. I was uh, talking to somebody last week in Cabo and was talking about my back when I played baseball. I was a catcher and he said, do you have knee problems? I said, no, I have ankle problems. And, and again, it's inflammation in the joints. You take relief factor as directed. It may change your life. Now, it was developed by doctors. It reduces the inflammation. And the great thing is 70% of the people who take it keep on ordering it because it works for them. So if you got the pain, try the three-week quick start. It's $19.95. It's a trial pack. Go to relieffactor.com or call them at 800, the number four relief. That's relieffactor.com. We'll be right back. So yesterday was National Tequila Day, or as I call it, Monday. <laughs> and, um, hey, you know, any excuse to drink tequila basically is when I'm breathing. Um, I love the stuff. I like it a lot. I, I drink it every day of my life. I've told you over and over again. That's why I don't get COVID. Um, it's a tequila, zinc, and cocaine protocol. And um, <laughs> every time every time uh but uh yeah i was i i was trying some new tequilas yesterday and uh there's i boy it was a good day it was a good day and uh yesterday was national tequila day i went to the little hotel i like the little boutique hotel i like to stay at when i'm here in town and um they have a really cool tequila bar in there and uh yeah it was good so Check it out. Hey, speaking of that, if you want to drink some tequila with me and you're anywhere near the Pittsburgh area, I'm going to be in Oakmont, Pennsylvania next week. That's the 4th of August. Uh, get your tickets now. Come hang out with us and uh, head it up north of the Mason-Dixon line. It's been a minute since I've been up there. In fact, it was pre-COVID the last time I was at the Oaks Theater in Oakmont. So uh, looking forward to seeing everybody up there. And a few shows are like surprisingly sold out fast uh, that I've got coming up. I'm, the show in Waxahachie in a couple of weeks was well, September 9th, I think. Uh, that sucker sold out. I didn't even know it was selling so good. Boom, there it is. So there's a lot going on this weekend. I mean, Coleman, Texas sold out, um, which is good things. Good, good stuff. Did you guys see, speaking of sellouts, did you see uh, the U.S. women's soccer team and how they behaved for the anthem? They, like that just... I, certain things just piss me off and a lack of respect in regards to things like that just really just get on my nerves you've probably seen the clip play clip number eight real quick if you got it. So you got a full team. One out of four is putting their hand over their heart. You know, one out of three maybe. And uh, that drives me crazy. All right, enough of this. You know, I uh. I love going to baseball games with my buddy Steve Helms because he always finds the guy who doesn't have his hat off. <laughs> hey, 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 right here, right here. Take the hat off. Take the hat off. And Steve gets off on that. Like, he loves to call people out. I'm like, Steve, you do your thing, man. You're like, you're... <laughs> 
Uh, did you see that kid from, what was it, American Idol that sang for the All-Star game, the Major League All-Star game, and he didn't take his hat off when he sang it? Boy, he got ripped a lot of shit. No, I mean, that, that was he's like 19 years old, and he sang the national anthem and didn't take his hat off. And I mean, he apologized later on. He's like, I was nervous. Look, I mean, there's like there's I'll two, give you that. There's two things that are like the bare minimum. Yeah. Hand over the heart and take your hat off. Yeah. If you don't want to sing, fine. Right. But like, let's just, we can do a little bit. It's only a, like a minute and 30 seconds. Right. It should be only a minute and 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, unless Mariah Carey's singing it. Yeah, unless you get a little, oh. a little uh, artsy with the end there. Yeah, that is that is the one bet that I that I won this last year at the Super yeah. Bowl is that Chris Stapleton will not take two minutes and 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah, to, or you're uh, Jimi sing. Hendrix and you're yeah. really I having a good bet. go at it. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it minimal, at minimum, use a little respect. You know, when I see these guys, and, and I mean, that, when you're, when you are, you know, playing, representing yourself or your country, I should say, with the with the World Cup on a global stage, and you're selected to be a part of that. You're an elite. You're very privileged. You're very taken care of. Um, again, if if any one of those girls got arrested in a foreign country, you know, like Brittany Griner, who are they going to call? Who are they going to call? Suddenly, they're going to get a lot of respect for America, and so that's the kind of thing where it's like, look. If that's the way you want to treat the country that's treated you so well and given you so many opportunities and that's your lack of respect, then, yeah, I don't call on that country to bail you out when that time comes. And uh, you know what? Here's the thing, kids. One of these days, you are going to want and need and enjoy the privileges that America affords you. Um Regardless of what discrepancies or equities you feel that this country is leaving out or leaving behind, I promise you, you're better off than any other country on the planet. You really are. Um, I know people can say, well, but in Switzerland, then go to Switzerland. Go to Switzerland. I promise you, you are not going to like, I've been to Switzerland and wow, beautiful country. Got some great things. Got some pretty people. But you know what? It ain't America. It ain't America, and you move over there for six months, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about, okay? Uh, trust me, you got it pretty damn good here. All right, guys, while I'm warning you about all the things that could go wrong in our world, what would happen if suddenly there was a global medication supply chain shortage? Like, for instance, you couldn't get your antibiotics. What if just suddenly they disappeared right before your eyes and you needed them? Now, most of the medicine that we have in this country unfortunately, is manufactured in places like China and India, and they're going to take care of themselves and the worst happens. So when all of a sudden that happens and you or someone you love needs antibiotics and they're not there, you're in trouble. So what you should have is a supply already on hand in case of a disaster. I do, and I have mine with Jace Case. Now, the Jace Case is from Jace Medical, and they have a, it's a great way to prepare yourself for the worst scenario like I just described. They send you five different courses of antibiotics that will treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, a lot of things that can go wrong. And it's a great way to be ready for shortages. It's good to have one for travel. Uh, listen, don't get caught unprepared. So I want you to go to jacemedical.com, enter code C-H-A-D. I spell it Chad at checkout, promo code Chad, J. A-S-E-Medical.com. Check them out. We'll be right back. Hey, if you're feeling bad about yourself, you could go to Philadelphia. Philadelphia's actually got a new thing coming out. It's going to be uh, the first convention promoting obesity. It's called FatCon. 
Can't make it up. Fat con. Um, it's um, they got. It's featuring a guy named Super Fat, who is a uh, who is a fat therapist. Um, so I wait. Is he is he a an obese therapist, or is he a therapist for fat people? He's both. He's super fat. <laughs> um. That, that, the buffet gonna be lit in Philly, boy. You go over to Gino's for a steak sandwich, man. Hell yeah, bro. They gonna Play, eat the town dry. Gonna be a line, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> fat con. Uh, fat con. We need some man on the street content from that. Can we send Alex there? No. Because the last time Alex started throwing around hot dogs, he got his fight canceled. Yeah, but at FatCon... And this Con, time he might get his fingers bit off. At FatCon, they might like the hot dogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this stuff you can't make up. Subscribe to Blaze, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Save on an annual subscription. Go over to watchchad.com for all the fun stuff is. Tomorrow's hump day, and we'll be here for it. We love you. God bless you. Bye.